Welcome to the Path Earth Matters podcast, a podcast which puts a brand and consumer lens on all things people, planet and profit. Join us as we chat with leading thinkers, creators, makers, movers and shakers in the world of all things sustainable. I'm Maria and I'm Susie and this is Earth Matters Live. Today we're talking to Richard Waltzer. Hi Richard. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I'm just going to introduce you quickly to our listeners. So Richard is the head of design at Mars Wrigley Europe, the Middle East and Africa. Uh, Mars is famous worldwide for its chocolate and confectionery brands, including household names such as Mars, Milky Way, M&M, Skittles, Snickers, Bounty and Twix. Mars Wrigley products are sold in over 180 countries with operations in over 50 countries and 21 production facilities in 14 countries. So it's it's huge. Uh, But besides from outside of Mars, Richard has a wealth of experience in, in insight, design, strategy and innovation and has worked with some of the world's most successful brands, including Diageo, the BBC, Dell, Gillette, Kellogg's, Nestle, Purina, Oral-B, Kraft and P&G, to name just a few. And to top this all off, Richard is also on the judging panel for the 2021 DBA Design Effectiveness Awards. So welcome, Richard. Thank you. So you've been in the design industry for a a fair few years. And as we heard in your intro, you've worked with some amazing brands on everything from packaging to strategy to innovation. Over this time, how have you experienced sustainability change its role and hopefully play a bigger part in the design and innovation process? And how do you see yourself fitting into this process? So I think it's changed uh, quite significantly over the last 15 to 20 years. Um, sustainability was a, I will call it a trend almost, a, a separate topic, a separate opportunity space for us to explore and um, ideate against and create pipelines against. Now, sustainability is an integral part of every project, every innovation, every lens that we now have on a project uh, contains sustainability. Um, we used to talk about three areas to check against. They were obviously desirability, viability, and feasibility. But now we've added sustainability to that mix, which means that you have to meet all four to to launch something successfully. I mean, that's uh, this idea of desirability and sustainability coming into it as a fourth element. It's actually something that I think is linked to um, something you have in your LinkedIn bio. Um, In your LinkedIn bio, you talk about how design is no longer just about form and shape. And, and is instead about distinctiveness, consistency, and relevance. And as we were reading that, we felt that the relevance part, I mean, right now there is nothing more relevant than sustainability. And we know that Mars are committed to making positive changes. They've got a goal of 100% of packaging being reusable, recyclable, or compostable, and a 25% reduction in virgin plastic use all by 2025, so ambitious targets. Um, and this is a huge undertaking for a global company like Mars. So could you talk us through some of the key successes and the learnings of how you've actually gone on this journey so far? Yeah, I can. And I mean, in my intro, you you, you alluded to the difficulties of, of doing it in a, in a business like Mars. We operate in multiple countries with multiple different uh, waste systems, different uh, abilities to effectively collect, sort and recycle packaging. 
and that the, the various infrastructures that exist in the world make it quite complicated for us to create a scalable, sustainable solution. So at the moment, we're running what we call uh, test and learns. So I, we are trialing a number of different systems, materials, patch solutions, supply solutions to see and understand what works best in, in the supply chain, what actually delivers the better carbon footprint and what is desirable for our customers and to our consumers. Um, so an example of that is last year in Germany, we uh, launched Ballisto in a 90% paper-based solution. And that pack is more than 90% natural fibers and is FSC certified um, and has a little thin barrier to protect the chocolate. So that, that's one example um, of, of what we're doing um, in France in November and for eight months. So it's still in market. Uh, we are uh, doing something with M&Ms and looking at a mono material pouch. You might have read already that um, with Skittles, we are exploring a biodegradable uh, solution. And then here in the UK, we have launched what we call slim pouches. So we've reduced the headroom on our pouches. Um, so they're more efficient to ship. Less plastic is used in, in production. And therefore, we're saving about 10% plastic per pack, which saves I mean, 10% doesn't sound a lot, but actually that saves us about 51 tonnes of plastic per year. So this kind of alludes to all of the different programmes that we've got going on at the moment. Wow. that's So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of innovation across multiple brands. And you're someone who's got a key role in leading this innovation, managing the design process. How do you manage this sort of sustainable innovation pipeline, both long and short term? And how do you get buy-in from stakeholders along the way? So, yeah, as I said in, in, in my first answer, that the, it's significantly changed now. Sustainability is an integral part of all of our work streams. Um, all of our projects, or not all of our projects, but most of our projects are going to be launching after 2025. And we are committed after that date to be launching our packs in more sustainable solutions. Therefore, all of our projects at the moment have a sustainability angle to them. And how do we uh, best progress in that direction? So there's no need to get buy-in from senior stakeholders. They are committed. We are committed as a business to delivering sustainable solutions. Well, I mean, at the beginning of the interview, Susie listed a number of brands and I got pretty hungry. So I'm going to end <laughs> on something sweet. <laughs> Um, so for three years, you were Global Design Director for Bars at Mars, also a very snazzy title, nice rhyme to it. Um, and we know that with chocolate, there is more to sustainability than just its packaging, obviously. Um, so how do Mars ensure that the entire supply chain from farmer to retailer is moving forward in a positive way, always without compromising the quality or if, as to use a word you used before, the desirability of the product, of the chocolate? Yeah, so we, we are a program called uh, Sustainability in, in a Generation. And we have quite a large team of people working on what we've just discussed, which is talking about, you know, new materials, new science related to, to packaging. But when we talk about um, further up the supply chain, we are working um, with, with people, with, with our suppliers, with the farmers to improve their lifestyles, improve their education improve their agricultural practices to help them improve their yield, help them improve their business. Obviously, that helps us as well. But we're also helping them to improve their, their living wage, 
and all of these things to to ensure that our partners, the people that we work with throughout the supply chain, are well supported, have good livelihoods, and we as a business are pushing towards a better world. That's great. It's really interesting to hear that you're also like tackling the social sustainability aspects as well as the environmental ones. Before we wrap up, I've got one more question for you. It's just a bit of a a fun one. If you could wave a magic wand and make one change to make the world a better, more sustainable place, what one change would this be? I don't think this is related to Mars so much, but um, I've always been a massive advocate of solar panels and solar energy. You know, we were brought up when, you know, probably kids don't know this today. They probably don't have calculators, but we had solar power calculators at school. And I just wish that everything was solar power. You know, we have this amazing natural resource of energy that could we could all live off. There's enough solar power um, to power everything on this planet. And I wish that we could move to a world where we utilise that. Obviously, there's other sources as well, like wind power and um, tidal power as well. But, you know, if we every property, every car had solar panels on it, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I mean, let's go out and enjoy that sunshine right now while we have it. <laughs> true it's true thank you so much for joining us this is great richard no no thank you for having me thank you for listening to this episode of earth matters from path stay up to date on everything earth matters at wearepath.com forward slash earth hyphen matters you can also follow us on linkedin facebook and instagram And for more ideas, inspiration and future thinking, check out our trends reports and thought pieces on wearepath.com forward slash thinking. Thanks for joining us.